everybody, welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 57, saying no. Might seem a little counterintuitive. I feel like it's one of the first words people learn how to say. And then somehow we get older and older and forget how to say this word. We just said yes to doing a podcast. I'll always say yes to doing a podcast with you, Blondie. But the thing is, oh, Brownie, you just got a haircut. I did just get a haircut. Yeah, it looks uh six out of ten. No, no, I, I think it's, it's a, a solid eight, eight out of five. I would have done the layering a little bit different. Eight out of five. Did I say eight out of five? It's math. We'll by, have to math go. by Poco. Really. Yeah. Did I say f- five? You did. Wow, I am off today. This is going to be a great episode of Becoming Better. Today we're talking about saying no. We said yes to doing the podcast today. We're not skipping over this episode. But by saying yes to doing this podcast, we said no to other things. And this episode indeed is all about the trade-offs we make because we feel a sense of obligation for saying yes to certain things. But One of the things that I think it's important to bring awareness to in how we spend our time, if our goal is to spend our time a bit more intentionally, is that in saying yes to some things, we're saying no to a bunch of other things. Every yes is also a no. Every no is also a yes. And so approaching the things that we say yes to strategically and intentionally in saying no to a lot of those things, even when doing so is hard, It's a pretty good decision and thing you can do throughout the day with regard to living a more productive and meaningful life. Can you maybe elaborate on that? I'm not totally sure I know what you mean. If you're saying yes to, say, for example, doing this podcast, what are you you saying no to? I'm saying no to every other thing I could be doing. Oh, it's really that simple. While doing the podcast. Yeah, it really is that simple. It's essentially just what an economist, such as yourself with the new hair might call the opportunity cost of our time. Uh, I was reading a story in a book a while back. I forget the book. I forget the person. I forget pretty much everything except for the story. And I've started to do this since reading about this story. Uh, There is a person who was, you know, a busy executive or something. And what he did is he kept a bunch of pictures of his family, of his kids, of his wife, of his mistress, No, not his mistress. I think just his family uh, next to his desk. And whenever he was asked to go away on a business trip, he would look over to his family at those pictures and see those as a reminder that by saying yes to that business trip and spending time away from home, he was saying no to all of the people in those pictures. And look behind, uh, behind your right shoulder there. Lots of pictures. Lots of pictures. (laughs) I love doing this too. Uh, Because it's a simple reminder that by saying yes to some things that are exciting... Like hanging out with me. Yeah, like, (laughs) well, maybe not hanging out with you, maybe going to do a talk somewhere, that that's taking away time from other things and that we should engage in those choices intentionally. Yeah, I have something like this too, where on my desk, I actually have a little post-it note that says your goal is to get a PhD. And that's a kind of constant reminder that if I am going to say yes to spending my time in a certain way, 
my my real objective right now is to finish my PhD. Everything yeah. should be kind of channeling into into meeting that goal. And I think in the same way that you have these pictures to remind you what your priorities are or what your yeah. values are when you're thinking about how you allocate your time, the sticky note does it th- the same thing for me where it just reminds me how to use my time. And this is a pattern that repeats in a lot of folks that might be considered uh, by traditional measures a highly quote-unquote successful person, somebody who has reached a certain level in their work, in their organization, in their life. Uh, those people, you know, we look at what they say yes to. We, we look that, at the fact that Yo-Yo Ma has said yes to playing the cello for a number of years. But in saying yes to that, he's probably said no to a lot of soccer games and a lot of sports, probably. Maybe he was even invited to play the tuba at one point. Yeah. Could have been a prolific tuba player. You don't know. Yeah. And this is not to kind of discount the idea of being a generalist, but it is kind of important to be deliberate with what we say no to. Yeah, I think really, I mean, stepping back here about how this relates to saying no, the hardest part about saying no is realizing when you need to say no to something. Uh, and at least that's true for me. And I think both of these things that we examples we've talked about are examples of a kind of reminder of, of, of what your priorities or values are. And just as a nudge to remind you to say no. Yeah. So what do you say no to? Honestly, it's a lot of um, social things oh, no, that maybe you're, aren't high priority. Because you're a loser. No, I oh. have. No, I'm blessed with lots and lots of friends. I think. Are you during, sure you get invited to things? Rude. I think I'm invited to things. No, I'm very fortunate. I have a wonderful <laughs> circle of friends and lots and lots of friends that I care deeply about, and they often invite me to things, and I'm so grateful every, for that. Every month or two. Even. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, that's what I hear. Yes, every month I have a social engagement, and even those I say no to. Um, Half an hour, tops. Yeah, 22 minutes, exactly. And it's your haircut. (laughs) You pay her after. I'm I'm just kidding. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I I try to say no to are a lot of social things where Mm. it takes up every day of every weekend. I think this was something that COVID made me realize that I had been flitting off to Ottawa or Toronto, which are cities nearby our city. Um, just to go visit my family or my friends every single weekend. And it was getting to a point where you and I were barely ever home or at least in the same city on weekends. And I, it doesn't give you any time to recharge. And I know that since things are starting to relax where we live in terms of COVID restrictions, we're able to go out of town again. And there are a lot of requests for my friends who are saying, oh, let's go do this thing in another city that weekend. And <laughs> all of a sudden, all my weekends in the summer became booked with travel out of town. And I think this is something I'm really aggressively pushing back Mm. on right now because it's been very refreshing to not have to be away and pack up and unpack every single weekend and be around people. I'm fairly introverted, so a lot of people time is pretty exhausting for me. How are you saying no to these people? Very kindly. I think the most recent example, one of my friends asked if we could, um, if I could come see her for an extra day when I was in Ottawa um, for another event. And I just politely said, I'm actually feeling a little tired of of traveling every weekend and I'm I'm planning on heading home on Saturday night instead of Sunday morning. And I, I would prefer to just have a weekend to myself or a day off to myself because COVID kind of reminded me that I don't want to be away every single day of every single weekend. Um, so just, I mean, I think honesty is kind of the best policy when you're saying no, be be honest about what your values are. If something is going to take more time than you have available or more energy than you have available, I think being forthright about that is, is important um, as well as you don't want to deceive people or lie to people. So being honest is the best policy, I think, when you're saying no. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And especially right now, people seem to be a bit more understanding of the fact that some people just don't have the capacity for social engagements when, when what you're saying no to is social. And it just might be that there's there's one one of my favorite writers, his name is David Kane. He writes a website called Raptitude, R-A-P-T-I-T-U-D-E. I don't know what that means, but he has a Patreon and I'm a member of it. And if you're a member, you get access to his articles and uh, like kind of mini articles that he writes outside of the website. And he had a great one. The title of it is Healing is Awkward. And it talked about this post-pandemic coming to terms with a a new normal that we want. And uh, I have a quote. I I don't think he'd mind uh, uh, reading this, especially since mentioning the patron. But the quote is, uh, quote, the experience made me realize that the pandemic has sort of messed up all my settings. Like when somebody borrows your car and changes the seat angle and the mirrors and the radio levels, you can still drive it, but it feels incredibly weird and wrong until you take the time to readjust whatever's changed. I doubt there's many of us who haven't had our dials turned far from their normal settings, and it will be a process to recalibrate. And I love this idea because it probably will take us a bit of a bit of time to recalibrate. But what also we're talking about blessings in disguise. That's been a common theme through the last few episodes of the podcast. What a blessing in disguise. What do you want to recalibrate for? Do you want more social engagement? So you say no to the commitments that aren't social. You know, the PTA meetings, the clubs you're a part of, the boards you're on that take time away from the things that are social. Do you want to dial things back a little bit? And have you found this time to reflect and be with yourself for a little bit to be a fruitful thing? And this speaks to the importance of saying no uh, and saying no to the right things. Um, In in my opinion, there's kind of two angles to this. There's the personal angle and then there's the work angle, each of which have a sort of bundled up ball of expectations that are associated with them. And in, in my view, and everybody has a different kind of approach to these two different areas of life, but in my view... Our personal life is for maximizing meaning and savoring things to uncover the meaning in the different elements of our life. And our work life is about productivity. It's about uh, accomplishing things that make a difference in the lives of other people, hopefully. Uh, You might have a different philosophy and that's okay, but this is mine. And I I try to say no to whenever I have the freedom uh, to do so of anything that detracts from either the meaning in my personal life, uh, whether that's self-meaning through exploration, whether that's meaning that's shared with other people, or that detracts from my focuses in the work life that I have. And this kind of dovetails with episode number 24, understanding what our most important tasks are. Uh, I think we might even need that sort of exercise that I mentioned in that episode, where we capture all the different things on our list, we choose the three that are most essential, then we try to shrink, eliminate, delegate the things that remain. That That's almost an essential exercise when it comes to an activity like saying no, because once you have a handle on what's important in these two different aspects of our uh, of your life, then it becomes a lot easier to compare the relative meaning and importance uh, of the different elements that come along to those important things that you start with, because sometimes they take time away from what's meaningful, what's productive. Sometimes they add 
meaning and productivity. Sometimes they can't be avoided. And so it's no possibility to say no to them. But I think using that as a guiding philosophy, what, what, what is meaningful? What is productive? How can you move more in that direction? How can you savor things, create more space to live the life that you want? That's a great starting point for identifying what's important so that you can contrast what's important against the opportunities that come along. It's the picture frame. It's the picture frame. Yeah, having a little nudge or the post-it note if you're a post-it note fan. What One other area that kind of dovetails with these ideas is knowing the value of our time. And th- this is an exercise that I love doing with people. You know, what, how much would you spend to buy back an hour of your time? In other words, what, what is an hour of your time worth? How much would you pay somebody to mow your lawn or shovel your driveway or clean your house? Uh, how much would you pay for an airport lounge if you're working and traveling and you want to buy back a few hours of productivity that way? Uh, in my case, the amount every hour is about 40 or $50. That, that's how much I'll spend to buy back an hour when I'm on the clock, uh, when, I, when I am working. When I'm not working, I'm very frugal, and that amount is a lot lower. I'd rather do something myself than hire somebody else to do it. Uh, but that is an idea that we talked to, to, to Ashley Willens about in a previous podcast interview as well. Oh yeah, I love this idea. I mean, I think as an economist, I've always had this idea of your opportunity cost and putting a dollar value on things, I think makes is just a little more tangible. You can all hate me for that if you don't like the economist way of doing things, but I think just a lot of people think in dollars because that's the medium of exchange for the oh, world. No. Um, but I do think putting a, a figure on how much something would be worth for you to earn back some time is useful. Also thinking about like, how much things cost. It's just handy to think of it that way. Like how much time did it take me to 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 earn the ability to do something or what, buy something? What are the three things that money it's a medium of exchange, a unit of account, and a, and a store of value. You get an A. Yeah. Congratulations. I actually did get one hundred percent in high school economics. Congratulations. You can draw a supply curve. <laughs> and a demand curve. See where Whoa, they intersect. Oh, that's a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Pretty Pictures in Economics, episode number 42, Time and Money, was the interview with Ashley. Uh, She wrote about the trade-offs of that in a book of hers. So yeah, so how do we do this? How do we say no? You mentioned kind of social situations. Uh, One area, uh, you know, our work, saying no to things when we're on the clock, once we know what's important, it becomes far easier to say no to the things that come along. Because when somebody says, hey, can you work on this uh, TPS report that just came in, you can say, okay, wait a sec. You know, it's going to take time away from these integral things. What would you like me to cut back on? You know, help me prioritize a little bit here, especially when it comes from a higher level. Uh, That helps you run a bit of interference because not only does it communicate that you're at capacity in a way that is friendly, it also communicates an understanding that you know what's important in your work. Yeah, I think a big important piece that you just mentioned, you don't want to burn bridges just because you don't no. have time. Like the no. answer when somebody says, hey, do you can you help me with this thing is not, no, I have no time or energy for that. Please leave me alone. It's yeah. thank you so much for thinking about me. That's really thoughtful, but I just don't have the capacity for that because I'm doing this. Like I think that's really important is, is making sure you do this nicely. And, and that's, I think, a hard skill to develop for a lot of people. It's almost as though the more defensive you become of your time, 
the more kindness you need to compensate for that defense. Oh, that's an interesting thought. You kind of need to calibrate in that in that other direction, or else you just like look like a. D- Wait, can I say? I'll, I'll bleep that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to look like a jerk when you're when you're saying you're defending your time, right? I mean, productivity and these kinds of tactics are only helpful to a point, and if it causes you to be rude and and <laughs> alienate the people around you, it's counterproductive. So make sure when you're saying saying no or declining things, you're doing it politely. But uh, I mean, that should go without saying. You know. If we woke up in the morning and we were the only person left on the face of the planet, uh, productivity wouldn't matter. Podcasts wouldn't matter. Not, not much would matter because we would have uh, nobody to share the fruits of our productivity of our life with. So this is a guiding philosophy of mine. It has been for years that people are the reason for productivity. They're the, they're the reason we should be saying no to things. And so if you're finding yourself saying no to certain things, especially things that involve people, without saying yes to anything that is more important, that is also a sign you might need to calibrate saying no in the other direction. And if anything, this is maybe on the social side of things, that the direction that I fall into with my social anxiety, and I love spending time with a good book and, you know, large groups of people like yourself as an introvert. Um, it, it, they, you know, they, not, they don't intimidate me, but I find myself kind of wanting that book instead sometimes. And I find that recognizing the fact that I'm saying no to social occasions while saying yes to something that's far less important, like watching YouTube or playing Animal Crossing, which I started playing for the first time in about a year the other day. A lot of interesting updates to that game. That is a sign to calibrate in the other direction. So maybe that's a good place to start is recognize which direction you need to calibrate in. Maybe coming out of the pandemic, you need to calibrate to saying yes to more things as you grow more comfortable with other people and with uh, commitments that don't involve a screen. Or maybe... You need to go the other direction and say no to certain things. Maybe you're saying yes to things that you don't want and no to things that you do want. Uh, it's, it's so critical that we keep this tendency in check. Yeah, a good way of approaching this is maybe thinking a little bit about what you do want to be saying yes to, big picture stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I want to be saying yes to, to spending more time with people I love or working out more or working on some, some specific work task more. Whatever you want to say yes to, that can help you guide what you say no to. Um, but all that to say, I think some of the common things that people will want to request time for are, are, or some common areas you'll get requests for your time are definitely hanging out with people. That's an obvious one, but also getting a lot of people will ask you for help with certain tasks. I feel like this summer is a key example of that where I'm suddenly planning all these like events for people and which I I'm very excited about, but it's become a lot of events and a lot of things for this summer. You are planning a wine tour, a baby shower a baby shower and a whole bunch of stuff for for weddings too so Good there's Lord. there's a lot of uh things that have just kind of fallen onto my plate and they all kind of crept in and i wish so it sounds like you i'd need been to a calibrate. little more defensive of my time yeah so um <laughs> they just these things eat up a lot of your time if you're if you're not careful and no I think, wonder you had this idea for an episode oh yeah no it's it's relevant I'm I'm very excited about everything i'm doing it's just it's suddenly crept up on me you need more pictures of me around I need more sticky notes around. Yeah. yeah. No, it no, it's good. It's it I'm I'm excited, but it is draining. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Got to say no, or at least recognize when you do need to say no. Yeah. And make a list if you want. What are a few things you want to say yes to more often? Where does your energy come from? Yeah, this doesn't have to be a negative thing. Yeah. Framing it as a what are you saying yes to uh, makes this a much more positive uh, approach. Yeah, where, where does your meaning come from in your personal life? Where does your productivity come from in your work life? How can you say no to things that get in the way of those? Simple. Very simple. Love it. Oh, there's the episode. Quick and dirty. See, you ha- Dirty. Maybe not. It's pretty tidy. Well, I swore Quick the one and tidy. Time. I swore yeah, the one you did. Time. For shame. <laughs> what do you think about doing an episode with fewer notes? Um, I love it. You say that hesitantly. I like organization. I like planning. I'm a planner. You so know a this. little behind the scenes of the uh, becoming better. We need a new name, by the way. Becoming better sounds a bit. We do. Uh, I don't like. I. I'm not a fan of even saying the name out loud. The theme so. song, though. Is on point. I love the theme song. Theme song. I think both of us have been struggling with the with the title. So there might be a title change coming your way. Maybe. If you have an idea for the title, email me, Chris at a life of If it's better than the title that we have in mind, which we won't say yet, we'll use it and we'll pay you ten dollars. Sure. That's using up the whole podcast budget for the year. Yep. Oh, Zero man. income. Is that, is that okay with you? Oh, I'm okay with it. We can we can splurge a little. All right, good stuff. Yeah. So if you th- if you can think of a better name that's less self healthy than becoming better, Chris at a life of productivity dot com. You can also leave a review of the podcast and email me a screenshot of that. I'll email or I won't email. I'll mail you a postcard and we'll sign it. We just mailed a bunch of them yesterday, which felt pretty good. Walk to the old post office and. Uh, you know, the stay-at-home home order is being lifted here. That felt pretty good. Any other housekeeping stuff? I think that's it. People love housekeeping. Yeah. That's what people come to podcasts for. Yep, the housekeeping at the end. Nobody skips this, I'm sure. No. 30 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Oh, hey, <laughs> next podcast. Finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find all the show notes for the podcast. You can also find it in your podcast player of choice. So we'll link to a few things in there. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.